Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Good morning, PCF. Good morning, church. Uh, we're doing the third part of our series today. Um, we're concluding the series. Uh, we've been looking at storms, but not just storms. Anyone can talk about storms. Have you had a storm in your life? <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> well, I certainly have. And in fact, the last couple of months, a lot of us have been going through a storm. But you know, talking about a storm is one thing, but it's better to talk about how we can navigate through the storm and come out on the other side victorious and uh, as an overcomer. So that's what we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks. Storms are disruptive. They drown us. They swamp us. They blow us, of course. They, they create a foggy brain, don't they, Claire? When you're in the middle of a storm, sometimes you don't know what to think. You, your emotions are all over the place. Storms are disruptive and sometimes can be lethal. So we know that. And, but we, the story that we've been looking at was with Jesus in a storm, and he was sleeping in the back of the boat, and the disciples were rowing, and, and they were bailing out water because the storm was on top of them, and the water was coming into the boat and they were bailing out that was a physical storm and so often we find in life we have to bail out water and really we've got to work hard it could be a storm in our finances it could be a storm in our health it could be a, a, a storm in our relationships there's loads of different storms that we encounter but you know what the storm got into the disciples and last week we had a look at how we had they had an emotional roller coaster they ran up to Jesus and said don't you care that we're dying so now the storm was inside of them and all of, all of a sudden fear began to dominate them. Mm. This week we want to have a look at, at the spiritual storms. So the first week we looked at was the physical storm and we, did, we saw something that we need to lead through a storm. Claire, you are a leader of a family, aren't you? Yeah. And, and I'm a leader and we all lead in different areas. Maybe you're just a grandparent. It's not just a grandparent, you're a leader, you're leading those kids. So we don't react to storms. Some good advice here is to lead in the storms. And the way we can lead in a storm is to look at the cracks in our lives. Uh, you shared a lovely story of Sardis, the story of Sardis, how the city had big walls and foundations and they were impenetrable. They were secure in their thinking, in their belief system, weren't they? But the cracks started to form and they left and negated those cracks. And finally, an enemy was able to get in, get through the cracks and take them. So we had a look each week. We've been looking at some of the cracks that can happen in our lives. In the physical sense, we looked at our work life, our balance of work and home life. We looked at our screen time, how, we, how much time do we spend on our devices and our screens. And we also looked at the finances. Are we giving? And our body the COVID bellies and we started to look at that and how we can take control and rather close those cap gaps and those cracks, fix them up mm -hmm. so that in times of storms, we can be strong. Yeah. But one of the things we notice, Wayne, is often a physical storm will go into an emotional storm. Mm. And we use the illustration of the disciples in the boat, how physically they were facing a storm of waters and sea but then that storm went to another level. It got on the inside of them and they started reacting emotionally. They started yelling, yeah, didn't they? And yeah. saying, we're going to die. Jesus, save yes. us. And so we wanted to address how do we deal with keeping that physical storm in its right place and dealing with our emotions through the storm and leading our emotions rather yeah. than them leading us. That's right. Us. Very good to lead our emotions, isn't it? And we shared about um, some thoughts about when you are betrayed or disappointed mm. or criticized that you don't need to go into a mode of retaliation mm. or feeling like the victim. 
We also studied out some thoughts from uh, Dr. Cloud, a, mm. a psychologist, we did, yeah. didn't we? And he gave us some uh, some ideas of how we can deal with our emotions and how our emotions look like the structure of a house. So one was the foundations, which would be our relationships. How do we deal with our relationships uh, with God mm-hmm. and with others? That was really important, wasn't it? Triangle, the connect triangle. Yeah. Yeah. And then our structure. Structure is getting up in the morning, having routine. a routine. Yeah. Very important when dealing with our emotions because sometimes we just want to slump. Some of us are better at routines than others. Aren't slump we? <laughs> back into bed and I can't do today. No, no, we don't do that. Do we? Come on, we're going to get That's up. Right. And then the last one was how do we deal with the outside, the, the decor. Yeah. And the decor was about trust. Mm. and control and you left us with the serenity prayer well, let us have a look at that yeah and it, it's interesting isn't it is how some things we just can't change mm. but we do have an option to change other things and we are in that prayer asking god give us the courage to know the difference and the wisdom to change the things we mm. can and mm. the the prayer goes like this god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things that I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Mm. And when we were studying this out, it, it made us think about Paul. He used a scripture, something That's right. about this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, and that scripture says, Paul says here, I have learned to be content no matter what state I'm in. Mm. But does that mean that I just have to put up with storms? <laughs> no. Do I have to be content in just No, to... I think actually what he was saying is his emotions are stable no matter what condition he finds himself mm. in. He's not going to allow the roller coaster or, uh, to take place in his emotions. He's not up one day and down the next just because there's a storm. I'm content and my emotions are stable. Mm. It, he didn't give up because the very next verse, he, he goes and says, I can do all things through Christ. He's still had fights in him. Yeah. He's more than a conqueror. He's going to get through the storm. He, he's victorious in that storm. So, Claire, why don't we go and have a look um, at spiritual storms? But this week, we'd like to read a different uh, mm. a passage. Why not, why not let us look at the storm where Peter walks on the water? Now, that storm can be found in Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. Claire, could you read that for us? Yeah. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when the evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But then he saw that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, 
Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. What a great story that is. One of my favorites. I love that. I love the tenacity of Peter and how boisterous he was and just like, I'm going to get in that storm and go for it. But you know something that John Andrews said to us once that really rings in my ears and I can't forget it. He says, just because there's the presence of a storm does not mean that there's absence of Jesus. Mm. And in this first story, Jesus was in the boat sleeping. But on this story, he's up on the mountain. He's watching them. That's right. But he, it wasn't an instantaneous time that he came down. Uh, he, he, it was the fourth watch. That was right like at the, the, the last... Almost morning. It's almost morning. It's like mm. the darkest. The, and that represents often the time when we're most tired. And, and, but you know, the disciples were doing what they had been instructed to do. Mm. They were rowing. Jesus said, go over to the other side. And they were rowing that boat. Mm. They're doing exactly what they, was, they said. But Jesus was, said something about Peter's faith. And he says these words, Oh, you... Of little faith, why did you doubt? Mm-hmm. And we were looking into the Greek and the original translation of this verse because you kind of think, why are you little faith? That's quite a bit of faith in my book where you can walk on the water. <laughs> I tell you, what, how many of you have walked on water recently? You know, that, that was great faith. There was incredible faith. But Jesus said, why have you got such little faith? And when you look at the Greek tenses there and the Greek words there, it wasn't that it was uh, small in faith, but it was short in duration of faith. It was like a little burst of faith. So he, he believed and he walked on the water, then he doubted. He believed and he doubted. He believed in. So it was very short bursts or duration of faith that Jesus was talking about. Doesn't James talk to us about James Endurance. does. Well, let's go and have a look at that. James chapter 1, because James talks about this exact point, doesn't mm. he? James chapter 1, verse 1 through to 4. To the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. Now, I've got to just stop there, right there. It's 12 tribes scattered abroad. Scattered. Isn't that like what we are? We are 12 home groups and connect groups scattered. And you know what? I like the word scattered. Scattered is almost like a sow, a, a farming term. Scattering means you sow your seed and they're going to pop up. And that's what we've got to do. Stop looking at the storm as such a big negative. Let's embrace it and lead in the storm. And we say, hey, we can grow into this time. We can multiply in this time because we are scattered abroad. But James goes on. Listen to these words. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance steadfastness but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing Mm. that word patience there Claire does not mean patiently sitting and waiting and you pacing and you're waiting and you're waiting when's the answer coming when's my healing coming when is God going to do something Mm. this is it's a made up of a Greek word and the I'm going to try and pronounce this Greek word it's called hupomene Hupomini, uh, and it literally translated could be hanging their power. It's grit and total determination. Hupomini is made up of two words. The second one is mini, or from the Greek word mino, which means to stay, to remain, to continue, to abide. It's you stick, I'm sticking to my guns like a bulldog. I will not let go. That was what the word mino means. And very interesting here, do uh, you remember that verse that Jesus said, if my words abide in uh, you, then you can actually ask whatever you want and it'll be done for you. If you remain in me, 
remain, abide, that's the exact same word they mean. Are you staying in the word? You're going to abide, you're not budging off what you've got. I'm going to stay there. But the second part of that word, hypomini, the hypo part means to be under something heavy. And that's where we get patience from, being under something heavy, but I'm not going to move. And the storm is just like that, isn't it? A storm is, can be raging, but I'm not going to be moved. I'm not allowing the storm to get the better of me. It represents somebody's like an endurance race, running a marathon. You're going for the finish line. I don't care how tired you are. You are going to go right to the end. And that's what James is saying. He's saying, let, have, let the storm doesn't develop your faith. Did you notice that? Mm. It didn't say it developed your faith. Storms don't develop faith. It develops our patience and our endurance. Mm. So we're going to look at this, and the first point that we'd like to make uh, when you're dealing with a spiritual storm is you've got to have endurance. You've got to have that persistence. You've got to say, I'm not going to let go. I'm going to go for whatever. I'm going to hang in right to the end. And that's exactly what those disciples were doing. They were rowing, and they were rowing, and they were rowing, and they said, we are going to get to the other side, didn't they? I think in a storm you need to have a different focus, and the focus shouldn't be on the storm itself and what James is saying to us is let's have joy let's have patience let's endure and it just so reminds me of Jesus when he went to the cross Wayne it says that he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him and his focus in the garden changed from his the death that he was going to go through the emotion of the death to the focus of I am going to be going to heaven and I am going to be seated at the right hand of the Father and many are going to be saved because Mm. of me. And I don't think it just stopped there. I think the joy extended to the very end of the book where he's going to be victorious and the enemy is totally defeated. Mm. So the the focus of our lives shouldn't be all about the The storm storm. or the problem. We need to focus in on seeing ourselves healed that's right see it. focus and see yourself oh well my debt is big now but i see that all paid off mm. so you're seeing beyond the storm you're seeing the solution at the back of the storm and that the answer or the the, the miracle that and that brings joy, joy and that yes. propels because the joy of the lord is our strength that propels us through so we're going to look beyond that if your family are not where they should be then don't keep seeing them in that place in yes. your mind. See them them serving the Lord or see them healed or whatever it is that you want to see. See the right things. So even Jesus had emotions and stuff. And the Bible actually says he was troubled. He was sweating great drops of blood and sweat coming off him. He was in a really hard place. But you've got to see the joy, see the end. That's faith. That's faith. That's hanging in there tenacity. Interesting. You know what, if we base everything, and Gordon spoke a little bit this, about this, about having an eternal perspective, didn't he? If everything is based on death, then Jesus would have been the biggest loser because he actually died. Mm. But he saw beyond death. He saw the eternal perspective. And he knows that the power of God is actually stronger than death in itself. And he saw the resurrection. He saw, like you said, the end of the book. He saw him coming back to fetch us and take us back home. My goodness, we, get, we need to get an uh, eternal perspective and press on and see the end. Mm. Let's see our kids, like you said, saved. Let's see ourselves healed. Let's see our finances turned around. I think a big part of it, Wayne, when you hit the storm, is to make the decision. Mm. Uh, Jesus said to them, in both stories, let's go over to the other side. Yeah. And we need to 
right up front, no matter where the storm takes us, make that decision. I'm going through and I'm going on the other yeah. side. Decide. Decide. Mm. That's right. <laughs> we have to make that decision. Um, there's a story about three little frogs. <laughs> and it was raining and the truck had come past and had, there was deep ruts in the mud. And the little frogs were hopping, going off to the pond. And uh, as they were jumping along, one of them felt in, fell into a deep rut and uh, he couldn't get out. And his friend said, come on, and he, he couldn't get out of the, the, the rut. And uh, so finally they got bored and so they said, listen, we're going to the pond, we'll see you later when you get out. And he tried and he tried and he couldn't get out and everything like that. Anyhow, a couple of minutes later, next thing, this little third frog arrives at the pond and his friend said, how did you get out? And he says, oh, that was easy. A truck came along in that same rut and I had to get out. <laughs> and sometimes, Claire, with these storms, we have to make that decision. Yeah. I'm getting out. I'm going to go for this. I'm going to hang in there. Mm. I'm not going to give up. Mm. Jesus takes a storm up this whole thing here at another level. First level is you've got to endure the storm. Yes. But then he takes it another level. Did you look at the first story that we looked at last week and the week before? He's in the boat and he speaks yeah. to the storm. And he's asking us to do this, do the, exactly the same thing. He actually spoke to the wind. You can't see wind. You only see the effects of the wind. You can see clouds, you can see trees rustling like this, but, but you can't see wind. He spoke to the unseen realm for it to manifest in the seen realm. Are we prepared to speak to the storm? That's the second point. Endure number one. Number two, speak to the storm. It reminds me of that story of Jesus. Him and his disciples are walking along, aren't they? They see a fig tree. It's not even the season for figs. This poor fig tree wasn't even supposed to be bearing fruit. And what did Jesus do? He spoke to it. He spoke to the root of the tree. It shriveled up and it died. And then he said these words, have the faith of God. Can we have a look at that? That is in Mark chapter 11. Verse 22 and verse 23. The disciples are marveling about this and saying, Mother, how did this happen? And Jesus says to them, have faith in God or the God kind of faith, literally translated. Then he says this, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done he will have whatever he says. You need to believe, but you need to speak, speak, speak. Believe, speak, speak, speak. And so often we get so content. That's what like Paul said, I'm content in my emotions, they're not moving, but I'm not gonna, I'm still gonna overcome. I'm gonna speak to that storm. We are not saying you need to be content with your lot in life. Oh, I'm just gonna be content to be sick and have cancer or whatever disease you might have. No. You're content in this fact that you're not getting emotionally involved with it, but you're saying, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm gonna hang in there. Very powerful. Jesus, he gave all authority to the he disciples, did. didn't he? And mm -hmm. we are his disciples too. And he's not just saying any old thing either. No. You know, we have to use the word of God in our mouths. That's the authority, the words that he's left. He said we can root up a mulberry tree and put it in the middle of the sea. Yeah. That's the power of, of his the word. word. We can yes. move mountains with That's the right. power of the word of God. And, but we need to put that in our mouth. We need to make an exchange instead of yeah. just chatting all the time about the, the problem. problem, the storm. Now we take the word of God. And what does the word say about yeah. this problem? And we start to That's rebuke right. it with the Word of God because the Word of God is alive and it's powerful. And active, yes. Yeah. You know, I love that. Uh, Jesus it takes it up even one more notch. 
in the second story that we read today, Jesus walks on the water. You know something interesting? When he came down off the mountain, he sees them on the lake and the storm's there. He didn't first calm the lake and say, oh, my robe is going to get wet. Mm. He actually walked on the storm. Mm. And then he was actually the one, from the one uh, um, I think it was Mark's gospel, uh, actually says he was going to walk past them, the boat. Why? He knew they were going to get to the other side because they were enduring. They're going to be victorious. But they cried out in fear. They allowed fear to get hold of them. And he's, he went over to them. And that's when Peter said, can I come on the water? Jesus was walking on the storm. Jesus, uh, Peter gets out of the boat now. And he has faith. He starts to walk towards Jesus. But then he starts to look at the circumstances. You see, he's taking that second doubt. He's taking that second thought. He's starting to allow that emotional roller coaster to dominate his faith. Instead of his faith dominating his emotions. Jesus' confidence says. was so... Because he knew he was son of God he knew who he was that's right and that's why he could walk on that water and we know, need to know who we are mm. and walk on that water he, the confidence that he's put inside of us who we are we are the healed yeah. we are set free yes. we, we have been given that's promises right. that belong to us and we need to do yourself s- up yeah I think sometimes there's just one word I want to just like say to some people that are really feeling like they're drowning stand up and fight Mm. Stop allowing it to drown you. Fight. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Do you know what I like about the story though? And I think that video we looked at showed it so beautifully. Yes, Jesus helps Peter and holds him up. But he walked back to the boat with Jesus, mm. still walking on the water, still walking on the storm. Yeah. Oh my goodness, will we reach out to Jesus and walk on the storm and say, Do you know what? It's raging all around. Yes, coronavirus is having havoc with us. Yes, the churches are closed. Yes, 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 I know all that stuff. I'm still going to walk. I'm still putting my focus on Jesus. I don't care about the wind and the waves. I'm going to I'm going to speak to the waves and the storm and the wind. I'm going to walk on it and I'm going to endure on it through it. You see, he walked on the word. Mm. Jesus gave him a word, said, that's come. Right. And as long as you are walking on the word, that's, that's your confidence. As long, when you start walking on the, the waves and the wind, you're sinking. That's right. So we need to remain very focused on the word of God. But that reminds me of Hebrews chapter 4. And I want to read that verse to us there. Hebrews 4 verse 14 says this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to that Mm. confession. Just like what you're saying there, Claire, we have got that promise from the Lord. Mm. Now we've got to hold fast. Because Jesus isn't physically here with us. So we're trying to be really practical today. So you're saying to perhaps to me, um, I'm sinking. I don't know what to do. And physically, I can't see Jesus. Mm. Then it says, hold on to your confession. Peter put his hand out and he held on to Jesus so he wouldn't sink. We have to hold on to the confession of our hope, which is the promises of God. Mm. But that sounds like uh, someone would say, well, that's presumption. You cannot, you, you're presuming stuff. And, you know, we, we talk about walking on the storms. Claire, do you know what? Nowhere in the Bible do I read anywhere where Jesus ever rebuked somebody for trying no. and, exp- and, and stretching their faith. Nowhere. Uh, the centurion, his servant is not well, and Jesus didn't rebuke, oh, how dare you, a centurion, Roman, come to me, where's your faith? He didn't, he responded and healed. Jairus, he's a leader, he's, and he's of the Jewish sect, so he could actually lose his job over this. His daughter is sick and dying, 
And Jesus still heals. He didn't rebuke him. Oh, the woman with the issue of blood pushing. There was nowhere recorded in the Bible. Nowhere where you are allowed to push through a crowd and touch the hem of his garment. That is not allowed. That is un... She didn't care. She raised up her faith and she did something. She started to walk on that storm. She started, I am, if you read it, it actually says, she said, if I will go and touch his, I will. She said it. But and she started to believe it. They reached out, they to, reached Jesus. out to Jesus. And he never pushed them back. Leopards, were, leopards sure. came to Jesus. He never shunned them off or said, yeah, that's too wrong. I Come want, on, stir up your faith. I wanted to read to them just how Jesus actually commended mm. faith like that and the use of authority. And if you have a look in, in Luke 7, in Luke 7, the centurion has asked for Jesus to come and heal his servant. And Jesus is actually on the way. Mm. But he says, I'm just not worthy to have Jesus in my house. So he sent a messenger saying, you know what, if you just say the word, he'll be healed. And this is what happened, he said. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to the one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and my serv- to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And he turned around and he said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not in Israel. Mm. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well. Yes. The authority, Jesus commends us for mm. using authority, authority. Mm. and for using his mm. word. Mm. He's given, he's delegated power and authority to us to use it to stand up against our storms. I so agree. Let's summarize quickly. Number one, we've got to endure. Number two, what did we see? We now can speak to the storm. We can tell that storm, stop in the name of Jesus. But even while you're waiting, just because you still could have pain in your body. You could have symptoms all over. Do the third thing. Just walk on the storm and just say, I continue to go. I, I'm just going to go as if it wasn't even existing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to press on and use, as you said, that authority. But as you said, it's linking up with Jesus and the word. Get the word. Get a rhema word from God and speak it out and say, this is what God has given me. Just by the way, if you don't know what God's will for your life is, read the book. Mm -hmm. It is clear. By his stripes you were healed. 1 Peter 2.24. It's not a promise. It's not a maybe. It's not an if. God doesn't have to specially give it to you. It's been given already. He said, beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers, it's given to us already. Just press on and go for it. He says, if you give, you will receive. Overflowing according to Galatians 6. So we thank the Lord for that. And we stand on that word and say, right, I'm a giver. I thank you that my needs are met. So we were talking about the cracks. Come on, let's talk about them. We had this table, didn't we? We did. Showed our physical and emotional. And today we're going to talk about the spiritual. Because we want to have health mm. we want our culture statement is pursue health what can i do today mm. how can i live today and i will thrive mm. tomorrow and i love that thing that phrase you coined what's the one thing that i could do mm. or improve or change that will make me better sometimes no. there's so many things to tackle but let's find one and see what the holy spirit prompts you and change that thing so now we're going to look at the Faith. spiritual right. side of things yes. so how can we close up those cracks Mm. and um, one of the things I was thinking about was that you know we say read our Bible but it's a big book isn't it Mm. 
and we have to be focused and you know as a person you know your trip up points mm. so if you are lacking patience or lacking joy or praise why not take that one subject mm. and stop going through the word of god right so researching everything on praise everything mm. on joy and to fill yourself so that you know how to uh, counteract these storms with joy. So then the word of God becomes the biggest thing, bigger than the storm that's already right. in your life. You see, Claire, the first uh, crack that we're looking that could come is our faith life. That's right. And what you've just said is actually Romans 10, 17. Mm -hmm. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. As we hear the word of God, so the faith rises. So it's faith. Mm -hmm. That's how our faith is increased. Mm -hmm. Not by the storm. Storms develop our patience. But faith is developed by the word of God and hearing the word of God, getting in it. Get, make sure that God is the biggest thing. We have a big God and a teeny weeny little devil. Mm -hmm. So if, we, if you're struggling with fear, go and look at, how, look right. at every story in the Bible where the, Jesus encountered people with faith. How, mm. did they, how did they overcome? But one of the things, the way, the way they overcame as well, is they gave thanks. Mm -hmm. And 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through to 18 says, Rejoice always. Mm. Uh, it didn't Did say, you say always? Always. It didn't say <laughs> only when you're not going through a storm. Always. always. Uh, pray without ceasing. Call out to Jesus. Without Come on. Ceasing. Without ceasing. Don't stop. Keep so on. Even when you're sinking like Peter, That's right. it's saying, pray, pray is reaching out. Right. always with every situation every part of your day well i don't know how to do this pray mm. and it carries on and says even in everything give thanks for this mm. is the will of god for your life thanks in everything it didn't say for everything mm. we're not thanking oh lord thank you that i'm not well no 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 mm. you say thank you lord that even now i can still praise you even now thank you that the, the, the healing power is working through my body well thank you for the the victory that he bought for you and for the authorities given yes. to you and promises that are, can be yours. Yeah, That's right. Come on, time's marching on. <laughs> what about, Claire, our circle life? Um, and, you know, the circles that we move in, we, we've seen that uh, over the last couple of weeks, haven't we? We need to just do a check quickly. Are there any cracks in that? Mm -hmm. Are we still going to our connect groups? Or are we neglecting that scripture that says, do not forget the gathering together? Yes, it might not be physically, but you know, we can still meet on Zoom or uh, get on the WhatsApp groups. Are we getting lazy now? Has it been one week or two weeks or three weeks that you have neglected to meet up with others? Remember what Dr. Cloud said, that is fundamental. That's our basis. That is our foundations. We have to be relationally connected. Are we still doing that? Just double check with that. And just by the way, are you a contributor or are you just a consumer? Oh, your ministry life is really yes. important to you and you might be thinking, well, I'm the one in the storm, I don't know how yeah. I could minister to somebody else. Yes. But Are you sharing your faith? It's interesting when you start to minister to yes. somebody else, how you are so blessed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And somebody out there can be that person of faith for you in your time That is storm. so important. You know, when you minister to somebody else, all of a sudden your problem becomes mm. super small. And this becomes big, and I tell you what, it, it, it totally changes your emotions, the physical. It's a, it's a blessing that minister to other people. It's, it's not, a blessing. It's not all about you. And sometimes when you start ministering to somebody else, where yeah. you realize actually my storm is yeah. tiny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Claire, we need to end off this. Why don't we just pray quickly? I know there's loads of you going through storms. We're all going through storms. This COVID is a storm. And some of you got even more severe storms, life-threatening storms. But I want to give you the good news today. If we will follow some of these principles, you can still be victorious. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things we spoke about in the last session was who do we identify with? Mm. And in the first story, the, the disciples, they marveled in the boat and they said, who is this man? In the second story, when Jesus got in the boat, they said, surely this is the Son of God. And we have been given that authority. We can be mm -hmm. like Jesus. That's right. We can be just like him mm -hmm. and, and walk in that authority and use authority that mm -hmm. the Son of God has Creed. given us. Yes. We don't have to always be the one sinking in the storm. That's right. So instead of identifying with the victim or with the disciples that are battling in the boat, maybe we can start identifying and being Jesus mm -hmm. for someone else. Find out from the Word of God who is this man? Mm. Find out who is the Son of God, because then when you know who he is, mm. how much more confidence do you have mm. in a storm yes. when you know that he's all-powerful? That's right. Come on, let's speak to some storms quickly. <laughs> Bow your heads with us right now. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you that we have authority we to speak to storms, to say, thank be quiet, be muzzled. In the name of Jesus. We speak to sicknesses and say go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Financial lack to go in the name of Jesus. And the blessing of the Lord to rest on the families. Relationships be restored. Lord we want to say thank you that you never leave us. You're in the boat. You're, on this, you're watching us all the time. And if we do start to sing you reach out your hand and you're with us. And we have determined we're not going to give up. We're going to walk on top of the storm. This week we devote ourselves to getting into the Word, getting the promises, standing on them and speaking the Word of God. Would you give us the strength to do that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.